This podcast is for people interested in deep conversations with thought leaders in the fields of child welfare, global health, and international missions. This episode is brought to you by the Partner Church team at Helping Children Worldwide. Do you want your church to have incredible opportunities to experience great joy and excitement about its ministry? Today, I want to offer you an opportunity that may bring your church members joy in the short term and be transformational to their lives in the months and years ahead. Consider joining a team of churches that partner with Helping Children Worldwide to help create a healthier and happier future for vulnerable children, families, and impoverished communities. Whether you are a pastor, a mission and outreach leader, or an active church member, I joyfully invite you to make this a part of your ministry. Our mission partners tell us that they initially joined this work to help the children, only to discover that God used the children to transform their lives. Their congregations became more loving, generous, and excited about how God works among them. Become a partner church today at helpingchildrenworldwide.org. Welcome to the Optimistic Voices podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Vaughn. Today, we will be doing a two-part discussion in which we blend our themes of ethical missions and global health to talk about medical missions. This topic is really important to us at HCW as we send medical mission teams to Sierra Leone at least once a year, typically in July, to provide medical care to Mercy Hospital. Medical mission trips are trips in which medical providers, usually from high-income countries, travel to low- and middle-income countries to provide healthcare over periods ranging from one day to eight weeks. The nature of these medical missions varies dramatically, from a small team of doctors traveling to do hernia surgery in Guatemala, to a large team of nurses training community health workers to administer HIV medication in Mozambique, to ships full of medical providers docking in a country to provide high levels of care. We talked in our short-term missions episode about how much money is spent on missions annually, but an assessment by Mackey et al. estimates $250 million or more is spent on short-term medical mission trips each year. As Dr. Kevin Seitz puts it in his article on short-term medical service trips, under the best of circumstances, short-term medical service trips address an unmet need with high-quality care. At our Rising Tides conference in March, Dr. Carol McIntosh presented on being a giver and a receiver of medical missions. Dr. Carol was born in Brooklyn, New York, although her family has roots based in Caracou, Grenada. She graduated from Cornell University College of Arts and Sciences in 1983 with a Bachelor's of Arts degree with distinction and obtained her medical degree from Weill Cornell Medical School in 1987. Dr. McIntosh is a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist and is a fellow of the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. For many years, Dr. McIntosh has served in medical missions to Grenada, the Eastern Caribbean, and Sierra Leone, the latter working as a board member of Helping Children Worldwide. In June 2008, Dr. McIntosh was awarded the Medal of Officer of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire, OBE, by Queen Elizabeth for her work in Grenada. 
From October 2018 to 2022, Dr. McIntosh served as Director of Hospital Services with the Ministry of Health and Social Security in Grenada, overseeing four hospitals and one nursing home. Returning to the U.S. in 2022, Dr. McIntosh remains on the board of HCW while working as an attending physician at Inova Cares Clinic for Women in Alexandria and Falls Church, providing prenatal and gynecological care for uninsured and low-income individuals in Northern Virginia. Dr. Carol's session at Rising Tides featured case studies of Sierra Leone and Grenada and provided an examination of the motives of governments, NGOs, individuals, and other providers of global health services and humanitarian aid, as well as providing the perspective on how these services are received. So today in our episode, I'm going to share part of her session from Rising Tides. And then in the next episode, Dr. Carol and I are going to continue the conversation. It is not about us coming in and doing. It was about us coming in, being incorporated and understanding what was needed. This now because remember, we said we came down and did work and we're doing all the different things. This one is a switch where stop being bringing down pap smears to do the pap smears and do all this stuff was let's do BIA, which is another screening, but not us doing the BIA, teaching the nurses and the doctors. And this was the team that learned how to do BIA and continue with that. And this one is interesting because this was like in 2013, just before Ebola, because at that point we couldn't go back. And so they'll continue with that as well as taking all that we had and continued, as opposed to global health providers coming in. We're not coming in because mm-hmm. yeah. we had to stay away. Yeah. And those who were there, even the physicians without borders, had to close their hospital because they had five physicians that died at their hospital. Mm-hmm. So it was Sir Leon, you take care of Sir Leon. And I'm going to go over another point now because there's also the other part of education. You're saying that the education is still health because if you don't educate, how can you learn about your better health? And our last thing that's going on for Sterling, one of the other things was now it's moved, it's shifted from us providing the care to supporting people. And it was some whole thing of like supporting within the village or supporting the families. And one of the things in life was, okay, support in the sense of providing foods, rice, 50 pound bags of rice, because the families, and we talked with the families when Minister Jackie, she could talk about that, said that we don't have the monies to even purchase the food that's here. So we raised the monies here. We didn't bring rice. Raised the monies here to purchase the rice to give to the families. So you helped the economy and you helped, you kept it within there. So it's also understanding what do we do to help support there as opposed to us bringing it because we can't keep bringing it. And now I'm going to go into Grenada. And I wanted to talk about, because we keep talking about community health. And it's a medical specialty focusing on the physical and mental well-being of the people in a specific geographic region. And this important includes initiatives to help the community members maintain and improve their health, prevent the spread of infections, and prepare for natural disasters. So it's the help, the community help itself. And so now I now come in. And so I was doing all the work, and I started working in Grenada doing missions since 1993. Realized that you know, we were just triaging because people were not necessarily going on to do the care. We would say, do A, B, C, and D, come back next year. But I waited for you to come back so I can do A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. So in 2003, we said, it's not working. We're going to build a center in in Karakul. And we built Karakul House Services. And I moved down in 2005. Mm -hmm. And it was on a smaller island because Karakul has three islands. 
95,000 people, 5,000 people, and 700 people, three separate islands. 5,000 people have no hospital, but no OR, no x-ray. Everybody has to go to Grenada. So that's a cost. And if something is happening in the middle of the night, well, you better pray until you can, the light comes on so the plane can come to get you because you can't travel at night to get across. So we built a health center. And the basic thing was, it was the private because it's amateur surgical. We built it ourselves with the people who lived in Karakul and called it and said, anybody that comes in here will get care. And we were able to have people who were able to afford. And we had a donor who lived in Grenada that said, how can I help? We're like, well, we people that cannot afford it. So his thing was, I will provide the monies for the persons to afford. So I would pay for their health. So not necessarily give us money, but give it for that. It's the thing. Uh-huh. That's what I was doing for a while. So I got the ward and all. And then moved back up here in 2011. That's how I met up in Virginia. And we can go back. And the prime minister, and like I said, it's small. because The prime minister will be hanging out with us like this. He says, um, Carol, I need for you to come down and be director of hospital services. I said, I'm an OBGYN. I can come down and be director for the OBGYN department. No, I need for you to be director of hospital services. No, that's not what I do. That's what I need for you to do. Yeah. I said, okay, well, we looked, we looked at this stuff and I came down and I said, okay, I'll be director of hospital services. What does that mean? And, and they went through the whole thing. So I was overseeing the four hospitals in Grenada. One is in Karakul and a nursing home and overseeing the administrative aspect of it. In addition to being head of the Grenada donation table, accepting in services and other things. I arrived October, September 29th. I started work October 1st, and I was told Chinese ar- the Chinese government is bringing an ARC, which is a huge ship that's going to come in and provide services to the people of Grenada, meaning doing operations on island and on the ship and doing all kinds of other services. So I was the person to greet them as part of them to say yes. And I'm going to attempt for that and say, there was a point where we sat with them. And if you know, these are all military. They, those who are doctors have the white strip. Everyone else is military and they're providing medical services. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where we're sitting with them to like talk about the process. And it was translated because everyone mm-hmm. spoke Chinese and we spoke English. And the discussion was around, will we get the reports in English? Mm-hmm. Um, the pathology reports, when do we get those back? Who could, has having surgery? Mm-hmm. Are we going to see the... Re- so that was some of the discussion. I went with them. I was a leader to take them to Karakul. And they came in and did the services and provided medications in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, provided the services and provided a long point. And one of the things was I had to do a video of showing a saying that, that this was an excellent service that we had and people of Grenada appreciate it. So this is us coming in. Then four weeks later, a comfort ship from Virginia came to Grenada to provide services. Um, they were very glad to know because they're like, oh, you're American, come on across on the ship. And they did the same thing. Operations, all the different things to provide services to Grenada, doing the reports, to do all the stuff. And I went on ship and they showed me all the different places I needed help with my oxygen plant that came off to help with that, took pictures, all the stuff. With, and again, they're military. Some two or three were physicians in the sense of working there and all, but they were military. So again, providing a service. And I'm going to say this, I'm not going to say anything more. Two groups, two different countries, providing service in similar ways because it's a cruise ship. 
what were they getting in return? What was their purpose? Because remember, this is military. This was not a whole hospital. I mean, it was a hospital. But what were they getting in return for providing this service to Grenada? And now who else was giving? The community. Community in Brooklyn. From Caracol, from Grenada, et cetera. They were sitting down. Walkers, et cetera. Because they were like, you know, my grandmother there. And she didn't get a walker. She, she broke a hip. And what's going on? I'm sending you down some stuff. We need this. 40-foot containers started coming because I was like, if anybody wanted to give, yeah, we'll take it. What do you want to give? So we had the people. Ambulances. I will talk about the Maria Holder Memorial Trust, which is a group, an or foundation based in Barbados that had $350 million under their head. And the owner of that, Christopher Holder, his mother and um, this been here, were friends, and she's from Grenada. And so he gave, they gave ambulances, mm-hmm. they opened up a school for pregnant women, they had a variety of different things I'm going to talk about elsewhere. But they also gave, but there's an application in giving. Mm-hmm. Happily gave though. Cuba, who they have a relationship with Grenada, where it is from you just pay our doctors that come in and they will come for two year periods, know all the different specialties and nurses to provide services to Grenada and services that they don't have. Cuba gives. Inova. Inova came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did stay there for a week, simulation, and taught the nurses. Valerie was also involved with that, mm-hmm. and the doctors on a variety of different health services. Mm-hmm. So this was another one where they provided the service. Mm-hmm. And what did they get in return? I come back to Maria Holder. They, Christopher Holder came and walked through the hospital and met a woman, because they gave incubators, who said to him, thank you, because you saved my son's life. He teared up and then he said, what else do you want? I said, well, he says, what do you want? I said, well, we need a CT scan. What do you want? I said, well, a 64 slice. What do you want? 128 slides. No, what do well? You know, the best one they have is the 256 slides. We would love that. Mm-hmm. Do the application. They did the application, and we've got the 128 slides, new three quarter of a million dollar CT scan from the application, one of three in the Eastern Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That one was given into Grenada. SGU, who's been there since 1979, mm-hmm. they do, they give every year to the Grenadian government for health, and they also teach. So they taught our, EM, our ambulance drivers how to be first responders because they're not just drivers mm-hmm. of the ambulances. Next one. And so there's more people. Russia came and gave. I can name all the different countries. India has come. And this is who I meet up with. And then you have the smaller groups, churches, large churches. The Baptist church would come in and say, how do we do? And they would be directed. And I would talk with them and say, well, what can you give? Mm-hmm. And OK, we could appreciate that. Thank you very much. And giving back the thank you letters and all the different services that they give. And I took every service. Mm-hmm. We can teach. We can help you to cook. We can do. We take it because it helped the people. And last but not least, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is mm-hmm. ever wasted. Mm-hmm. So everything that you do, even the smallest things that you think is the smallest thing, is not necessarily the smallest mm-hmm. thing as a global health provider. And why I want to talk to you as a global health provider. So you hear all the providers. And I say every time you go and provide health, 
you're receiving something in return. Mm -hmm. You're gaining something. And don't be ashamed about saying that. I know I went to, I love going to Sierra because I like the best free at the, on the Wednesdays to go sit and sing with the children, even though I couldn't sing, but they didn't mind at my singing. That was my joy. I, enjoy, I was like, whoa, let's, when are we going? My food in Sierra oh. Dinner was like, what are we going to eat? The clothes. So I gained from going to Sierra even though we were doing the work. And saying so we were giving, no, you gave me so much. And so what is it that we gain and not be ashamed to say, I'm getting something in return. Mm -hmm. So that's all of that about the different things. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can find us at Helping Children Worldwide on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Hashtag Optimistic Voices Podcast.